Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Don't look at this just as a principle or, or a doctrine. No, look at this. He's, he's saying, look at me, glory to God. Look at Jesus, behold Jesus, you see. When you fellowship with him and when you understand what he did for you and that he did it because he loves you. I mean, talk about falling in love with Jesus. Makush braki maktakaya. Yes, Lord, this is why, why we're not talking about religion here, you see. Sometimes people have this idea that when you say, well, Jesus is the only way, they think what I'm saying is that, that Christianity is the only true religion. No, guys, that's not what we're saying, you see. Christianity was never intended to be a religion. In fact, the worst thing that ever happened in the history of Christianity is when they made it a religion, you see. <laughs> This is not a religion. I want you to understand there's not a single religion in the world that can save anybody. No, this is not a religion. This is relationship. This is uh, being in a relationship, glory to God, with, with the Almighty God. This is about being in a relationship with the only one who can save you. Glory to God with a perfect man who died on a cross 2,000 years ago, who shed his blood 2,000 years ago so you could be righteous, so you could be healed, so you could be delivered, so you could be prospered, you see. This is about relationship. This is about Jesus, guys. <laughs> this is about Jesus. Remember, grace, grace is not a curriculum or a doctrine. Grace is a person. His name is Jesus. This gospel of grace is an unveiling of Jesus. It's a revelation of Jesus and his finished work. And so how do you go to living in this? Relationship, man, is the answer. Relationship, relationship. It's my relationship with Jesus. It's my relationship with Jesus. Everybody say, I'm, I'm in it for the relationship. I'm in it for the relationship. You see, principles are important, but the strength and the empowerment of this Christian walk comes out of your personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. Praise God. Look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now remember last week I was, I was showing you this example of the Apostle Paul you guys remember where, where Paul was saying to the Corinthians, Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. And, and I was pointing out, well, how can Paul say that he's wronged no man when before he got born again, before he became Paul, he was Saul. And, and Saul, guys, remember, was a bad dude. I mean, Saul, you know, you did not want to mess with Saul. Ooh, no, 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 you know, he's a guy you don't want to mess with. You know, Saul was a bad dude uh, persecuting the church. He was responsible for the death of many Christians. And, and yet Paul was able to say, I've, we've wronged no man. We've corrupted no man. We've defrauded no man. And then I 
I, I showed you that Paul was a man who understood his identity in Christ. You see, Paul, the moment he became Paul, and he renewed his mind. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, he, he had some, some mind renewing going on. Amen. When he renewed his mind to who he now was in Christ, I want you to understand, he was no longer identified with the deeds of his old man. He was no longer identified with the mistakes that he committed as Saul. You see, the very moment that Saul had that encounter with Jesus and Saul got born again, glory to God, that moment Saul died and Saul became Paul. You see, righteousness of God. And so I want you to understand, no matter who you used to be, <laughs> the stuff you used to do when you were hanging out there at the club, you know, stuff you used to do back in the day. Yeah, you see, that, that was the old you. That was the old you. That's not the new you in Christ. Because remember, the moment you got into Christ, you became a new creation. You received the new creation on the inside of you. And look what he says here in Galatians chapter, chapter 2, verse 20. Paul speaking. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Glory to God. That's the position of your old man. Sometimes people say, well, Alex, we got to always die to ourselves. We got to die every day. Yeah. But you see, I kind of get where people are coming from, but, but thank you, Lord. The, the, the scripture that says about dying daily, where Paul says die daily, if, if, if you were to go and look at that in context, uh, what you would see is what he's talking about there is He's talking about persecution. And so when he says, I die daily, he says, I face persecution daily. I, I come face to face with death on a daily basis. So Paul was not talking about dying daily, as in every day I got to struggle and strive to put away the sinner in me. Every day I got to struggle and strive to overcome sin. See, there's, there's a lot of Christians who, who have been taught that, that your life as a believer is all about you working hard to not sin. But you see, that's not what this Christian life is about. You know, Once you understand who you are in Christ, remember, when you believe right, you will live right. When you believe wrong, you'll live wrong, you see. So when you don't understand that the old man who you used to be is crucified with Christ, he says, I am crucified with Christ. He doesn't say, I am going to be crucified with Christ or I am being crucified with Christ. Glory to God, it's past tense. He says, I am crucified with Christ. You see, the sinner in you, I want you to understand, died the very moment you got into Christ. Makush braki maktakaya, and what what has what was born again in you is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, when you, when that becomes real in your heart, and you identify with who you are in Christ, you see now Holy Ghost is working on the inside of you. You see this this is how grace teaches you. Grace teaches you 
by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Grace, working on the inside of you. And, and what he's doing is he's taking away those old desires. He's taking away those old want-tos. You see, you don't have to work hard and struggle against sin. No, all you got to do is awake to who you already are in Christ. The Bible talks about awake to righteousness. And as you do that, Holy Spirit is working on the inside of you. And, and man, you'll find that the stuff you used to want to do, uh, you don't want to do it no more. <laughs> You know, that old weed habit, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, oh, I need some weed, you know, <laughs> I need some weed to help me to cope with life, <laughs> because that's really what it is, guys. Uh, you know, weed, for most people, is, is like a coping mechanism. It's, it's something that you perhaps use to, to, to help you to get away from the stress of it all, and so it kind of helps you to relax. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is, is this, once he's become so real to you, Glory to God, once Jesus has become a living reality to you, you won't need that weed stuff anymore, see, because He has become your rest. He has become your joy. He has become your, your peace, you see. But you don't get there by trying to resist sin. No, you get there by understanding who He has made you to be by understanding that He is your righteousness right here and right now, not when you get to heaven, right here and right now. And as you do that, what happens is Holy Spirit is working on the inside of you. And He takes the desire to sin away. Guys, I have no desire to sin whatsoever. <laughs> I don't have to work hard to not have that desire. I, 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 you know, well, the more... The more you understand who you are in Christ, the more you, you don't want to sin. I mean, why would you want to go and, 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 and hang out with Satan? You know, guys, Satan is a loser. We're not hanging out with him, you see. But you've got to let the Holy Spirit take away those desires. Now, am I saying that we will never sin? No. We all still sin. We all still make mistakes, but I heard someone say yesterday, praise God, there, there's a difference between weakness and wickedness. You see, wickedness is a person who willfully or, or who, who purposefully practices sin, who purposely lives in sin. Every sin is willful because you use your free will. To, to, to do it, but, uh, but, but, but wickedness is a person who lives in sin and doesn't think that's a big deal. Weakness is, I have a desire to do right, but I might still make some mistakes every now and then. And that's totally fine, guys. That's totally fine. You see, when you got into Christ, God turned off the sin meter. He's not keeping track of your sins. Again, a guy who thinks he has to go and confess in the booth every time he messes up. The concept that they have of God is that God is just keeping track every time you make a mistake and, and now you got to try to get right with him again. No. I'm going to show you eventually what Jesus did 2,000 years ago once and for all was enough to make you right with God. We have eternal redemption in Christ Jesus, guys. You see? Now, that doesn't give you permission to live in sin. No, that actually enables you to, to get free from sin. <laughs>
praise God. Are you guys listening to me? Glory to God. Look at this here. Uh, let's finish reading this verse. Amen. Uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, I am crucified with Christ. It's the old self. And he says, nevertheless, I live. Watch this, guys. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Glory to God. Everybody say, Christ is living in me. Christ is alive in me. And he says, in the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. Praise God. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not by trying to keep the law. No, I, I, I live it by the faith of the Son of God. I, I, I live the life that I now live. I, I live the overcoming life. I, I live the victorious life through the faith of the Son of God, through believing in Him, depending on Him, trusting in Him, relying on Him. Glory to God, knowing that He is at work in me, changing me from the inside out. That's how we live our Christian lives. Look at Romans chapter 4, verse 8. Romans chapter 4, verse 8. Man, I'm just going to keep keep uh, inundating you with this truth of who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ. And every time you hear it, man, every time you listen to the online church or you listen to the podcast, every time you hear this, there's something that happens. Holy Spirit keeps working on the inside of you. He keeps making it real on the inside of you more and more that faith is is strengthened inside of you that Jesus is enough man and one day when you just get it bam that's where transformation takes place glory to God look at what he says here in Romans chapter 4 verse 8 now we're talking about the blessing right the blessing is the empowerment to prosper now I'm going to show you another radical definition of what it means to be blessed he says this here in verse 8, Romans 4, 8. He says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Glory to God. Blessed is the man. How many of you are blessed? Everybody's hands ought to be going up right now. How many of you are blessed? If you're in Christ, you're blessed, right? Now he says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And so he, he's saying, if, 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 if the Lord does not impute sin, that means you're blessed. And so if you're blessed, glory to God, that means he's not imputing sin to you, to your account. To impute is, is, a le is, is an accounting term. It literally means to charge it to someone's account or to credit it to someone's account. And so he is defining the blessing here as God not charging sin to your account. That's what it means to be blessed. You see, you see, you got to be careful, as I said earlier, with mixing the old and the new covenant. Because the moment somebody says, well, Alex, I, I don't know if this can always be true. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's true with the little sins, but not with the big stuff. No, guys. Remember, there's no sin categories. You see, there's no sin, sin measurement system in heaven. And so he says... 
Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, not credit sin to your account. I want you to understand that's the definition of the blessing. And I want you to understand that the very moment that God were to change his mind, which, by the way, he will not do, he will never do, but if God all of a sudden were to change his mind and he were to charge sin to your account, you would no longer be blessed, you see. You see, here's the definition. I want you to hear this again. Listen to this. The radical truth is, guys, that God does not withdraw his favor and blessing when there is sin in our lives. Now, there's still sin in all of our lives. But remember, there's a difference between Praise God, I'll have to teach eventually on the difference between the act of sinning and still being a sinner. You see, all of us are still sinning. We all still make mistakes. But that doesn't make us a sinner because a sinner is someone who has the old creation, who is spiritually dead on the inside. You guys following me? And so, and so all of us still miss it. We all still make mistakes. But God does not withdraw his favor when there's sin in our lives. In fact, watch this. To be blessed means just that. God is not charging sin to our account. The moment he were to charge sin to our account, we would no longer be blessed. We would be back under the curse. You see, to be cursed is to have a sin debt that we can never pay for. To be blessed means that all of our sin debt has been canceled. To be blessed means that all of our sins, past, present, and future, have already been paid for, you see. The curse of the law, you see, the reason a person struggles and performs is because they're trying to they're trying to pay for their own they're trying to pay for their own sin debt even though Jesus already paid for it remember I gave you this example a couple of weeks ago it's like if I said let's go to Nordstrom's down the street and you just get anything you like take it to the register and I give them my credit card and they say charge this to my account <laughs> and so you, you're getting all the stuff and it's free uh, I get some of the ladies say, yeah, let's go do it. Yeah, I knew I'd like this church. <laughs> um, but, you know, you get all the stuff. Uh, it's free to you. But guys, how many know it was not free? You see, <laughs> trust me, it was not free because it was charged to my account. And so I was the one paying for it. You see, that's exactly how this blessing operates. You see, the blessing was free to you. The gift of righteousness was free to you. Glory to God, but it was not free. You see, Jesus paid for it with his own blood. You see, God can now legally, remember, this is the legal right. God can be just. God can be just in not charging sin to your account because he's already charged it to the account of Jesus, you see. You see, now it, it would be unjust, guys, if, if God were to hold you accountable for something that he's already held Jesus accountable for. You guys following? And so God is not charging sin to your account because he's already dealt with it in the body of Jesus. Look at this verse in the New Living Translation. Romans 4.8 in the New Living Translation says, Yes, what joy for those, glory to God, whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. I want you to understand, 
Jesus, glory to God, has cleared your record of sin. God is not keeping track of your sin. The very moment that you got in, into Christ, the sin meter was turned off. You see, you can keep making a mistake. You can keep falling short. You can keep uh, falling into that same uh, uh, stupid uh, habit uh, that you fall into, glory to God. But you see, God is no longer keeping track of that. You see, he's turned off the sin meter. You want to understand this, guys. The very moment that God decides to call you righteous, that very moment you are righteous, independent of your performance. Because of Jesus, guys. That's the gospel. Glory be to God. Let's finish off here for today. I want to show you this. Uh, head, on, head on over to Romans chapter 2, verse, verse 4. And I'm already out of time, guys. I'm going to have to finish here for today. You see, I, I never really finish a sermon. I just, I just run out of time and I got to quit for, t for, 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 for now, for today. <laughs> I'll be preaching again later at, at our Sunday night local service here today, but uh, this will be it for, for online. Uh, I, I want to finish here with Romans chapter 2, verse 4, and we're out of time now because you see, people always say, well, pastor, I kind of get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm just still afraid that if I really fully embrace this, you may say, well, I, I just don't trust myself. I, I'm afraid I'm, I'm afraid I'm just going to slip into not thinking that sin is a big deal anymore. Now, I want to show you a verse that completely contradicts that because because watch what he says here in Romans chapter 2 verse 4 and, and I'll finish here he says in verse 4 he says or despises thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance it's the goodness of God that leadeth you to repentance he says, despises thou. Now, to despise something means to think lowly of it. To think less of, of something than you ought to think of it. And so, he says, are you thinking less? Don't you realize, he's saying, don't you realize just the, the awesomeness of the riches of his goodness and his forbearance and his long-suffering, not knowing that is the goodness of God that leadeth you to repentance. You see, what produces repentance change of heart, change of mind, change of attitude, turning away from, from living for the world and, and turning towards God, what produces repentance is the goodness of God, guys. Not judgment or condemnation. It's His goodness, guys. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep preaching this gospel, man. I, Because he's real to me, guys. You see, I know him. I know what he's done in my own life, guys. and I know I don't deserve his favor. I know, I know that I'm not qualified to do what he's calling me to do. Oh, but his goodness, guys. Oh, but his unmerited favor. Oh, it, 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 it produces a change of heart and 
And that's what creates transformation from the inside out. Uh, that's what heals you and delivers you from those addictions, from those bad habits, from, from being prideful and, and all of that stuff. It's his goodness, guys. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.